up your pants. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Take off the bra and be a man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Y'all call me Super Bowl Rojo. The Rich Eisen Show. Super Bowl Rojo. How about when Fournette came? Yeah, I think it worked great. You know, we're a hell of a one-two punch. Earlier on the show, former NFL executive Joe Banner, co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt. Coming up, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, plus actor and comedian David Koechner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number three. We're going to have a good time here, as if we already haven't over the last two hours. But David Koechner, uh, Mr. Champ Kind from all of the Anchorman films, is going to be joining us and obviously spend some time on The Office, which you can see right here on NBC Sports, on uh, right here on Peacock. We're on NBC Sports on Peacock. He's got a new... A uh, film called The Right One, available now in select theaters on digital and on demand. Uh, David Keckner, who's a diehard Chiefs fan, will be licking his wounds a little bit when he joins us later on in this hour. You already had Joe Banner, former front office executive, try to suss out everything that's going on with Wentz and Watson or Jimmy G. And we talked about Russell Wilson. What's going on with him? Kyle Brandt as well. Mike Del Tufo, we just uh, raked over the coals because he put out a Twitter <laughs> poll. Which one of these four comedians have I not seen in person? Like as if we have a single frame of reference about all of that. So go to his Twitter feed and vote on that. I really appreciate that, Mikey. Thank you. There you go. Mike Del Tufo, which of these comedians has he not seen perform in person? Uh, should I ask that poll question of Justin Herbert, who doesn't know you from Adam, like many people? Like maybe Justin has a better idea. I mean, he was one of the most accurate guys on the on the gridiron all That's season true. long. He might nail this. He's the offensive rookie of the year, and he joins us here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Justin? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. Do you have a teammate that everybody loves but few people understand, <laughs> Justin? <laughs> That's a good question. There's a couple of them. Okay, Could- um, you know, I, I'd say probably. Dan Feeney is one of those guys that, um, you know, you see the mullet, you see the, the sunglasses, but, uh, you know, he's a he's a great teammate and a great friend. Okay. And so, um, yeah, that's how I would describe my uh, my uh, my audio executive, as he likes to be known, Mike Del Tufo. Do you want to take a, char- a shot at his, at his poll question, uh, Justin? You want to just give an answer, even though you don't know him? Go ahead. Read it. I'd love to. I'd okay. love to give it a shot. Okay, thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Um, Mike, you bet you didn't think the offensive rookie of the year of the National Football League, one of the most no talented idea. young players in the NFL, would actually – go ahead and ask him the question, Mike. Go ahead and ask him. I've seen all but one of these comedians in person perform. Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, Andrew Dice Clay, George Carlin. Which one did he not see perform in person? Which one has he never seen in person? Eddie Murphy. But dead on. Come on. He knows me. Herbert. Dead on. Herbert. You got it right. Yes. Boy, you're on a roll, Justin. Life is good for Justin Herbert right now. I got lucky there. That was was incredible. So all you got to do is get luck. Luck is a residue of design, Justin. Look, uh, unfortunately, though, there's no trophy for you. Um, It's just uh, respect. A lot of respect from us. A lot of respect. So... Congratulations. That's good enough for me. Okay, very good. <laughs> How's life for you? Uh, what, what, what do you do right now? Like, what's your day filled with other than calling into this show? Justin, what do you yeah, got? So I actually flew back down to Los Angeles, and, and I'm here back training. So I'll be running, lifting, throwing here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice to have a little time off. I wish we could have been playing over the past couple of months. Um, but watching a lot of football and just kind of hanging out. So 
Um, it's been nice. What did you think of Super Bowl 55? Where did you watch it, I guess? Where did you see it? I watched it back home in Eugene, Oregon with my, my parents. Um, and obviously, Tom Brady is an incredible player, and what he's been able to do over over dozens of years has been incredibly impressive. And, and he's a competitor, and, and he finds a way to win. And uh, you know, whether he's down or whether he's up, he's, he's the same quarterback. And, and I think that's what's best about him. So, uh, what was? Did you have a quick chit chat with Brady on the field when you saw him earlier this regular season? After you played, you balled out in that game, but did not come away with the W. But uh, I'm just wondering what that was like for you. Yeah, it was just it was just a quick talk. Um, you know, he tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and uh, you know, he's one of those guys that I looked up to and, and watched my entire entire life. So it was really cool to be able to talk with him. And I just told him good luck the rest of the way, and uh, you know, he ended up having a pretty incredible year. So uh, it, was, it was really cool to get to know him. But so did you, Justin, the offensive, uh, the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year award, where you have a photograph of you holding it up at uh, the NFL Honors right there in SoFi, which is your home field. Um, what if I told you before the beginning of the season, uh, when you weren't even starting, that you were going to win that? What would you have said to me? It would have been tough to believe, honestly. And and uh, you know that's something that Coach Pat Hamilton and I we we kind of talked about before the year. And the plan wasn't wasn't to play this year. And and he told me, Justin, we don't really know if or when you're going to go in, but if that happens, you need to be ready. And whether that was in week one, week eight, or or week fifteen, it was all the same. And so our preparation. Uh, for that week was was the same, and we studied and, and we worked hard. And so when that time came, week two, uh, that I was able to to go in and, and play and, and have some fun. Well, and then you know you you've got an interesting twenty twenty one season coming up because very rarely does a, a a rookie quarterback perform like you performed. Um, and then the coaching staff changes. Normally, they bring in a coaching staff because the rookie quarterback hasn't performed up to the way that they they had hoped. You did. So um, what was your reaction when, you know, you mentioned, I've heard you in many interviews. I interviewed you, um, you know, earlier on Super Sunday as well. You mentioned Pep Hamilton quite a few times. He's not going to be there. What did you think of when when the coaching staff changed, Justin? Yeah, it's it's obviously a tough situation. And I I got really close with Coach Lynn, Coach Steichen, and Coach Pep Hamilton. And they were all instrumental in in our success and um, definitely tough, but, you know, I, I think the staff that they're bringing in, I, I really believe in them as well. And, and this locker room, it's, it's pretty special. And, uh, there's a lot to look forward to here. Well, I mean, you also have a rare situation where your new coach is hired um, after he uh, had a remarkable season coordinating the defense. And he's a former quarterback in Brandon Staley, two years at Dayton. Um, how much quarterbacking have you already talked to your head coach about, Justin? He's been pretty impressive. Uh, we've only caught, we've only talked a, a few times, and it's kind of been more about offense. And I'm sure quarterback play is something I'll have to ask him about later on. Um, but uh, no, he's he's been really he's been really smart, and just being able to talk with him, he, he's he's exciting. He brings the energy, and, and I've heard plenty of good things about him. Yeah, I know. I mean, again, two years at Dayton playing quarterback, so it's it, it's fascinating. So he's he's got uh, clearly, obviously, somebody who coordinated a defense that was so terrific, like the Rams. And he can talk the language to you, too, at quarterback. Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the best part. Um, and he's been able to play pretty much on both sides of the ball, and, and he knows so much about the game. that um, If I do have questions about offense or, or defense, he's going to be able to answer them. And, um, I think that part's really exciting, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, Justin, if you do bring the Lombardi Trophy to, uh, to Los Angeles for the Chargers, which is what the goal obviously is, it'll be because in many ways that you and – 
his grandson uh, can can get together uh, coordinating in the offense. Joe Lombardi is your new OC. Um, I, I had heard that you were going to reach out to Breeze to, to chit-chat about him because he comes from the Saints staff. Have you done that already? I have not done that yet, but that is, that's still on the plan. Um, you know, he, he'd be one of those guys that would be great to be able to talk with and learn from. And he's had so much success over the over the decades that if I didn't reach out to him, that'd be on me. And um, you know, I, I think he, he works out down in San Diego, so that's not too far away. And um, you know, hopefully, I don't bother him too much. But uh, that definitely that definitely helped me a lot. Justin Herbert here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, what are your goals for 2021? Are you are you someone who writes them down? Do you write these things down? Are you one of those types? That writes them down. Um, you know, I think I have. I, I think for this year, it's it's probably more so to master the playbook uh, and to be a better quarterback than I was this past year. And there are plenty of things that I need to improve on. And uh, if if I can master this playbook that we'll get in the next couple of weeks, and know that when I get up to the line of scrimmage and I see a certain coverage or certain pressure, I'm able to get to a better play. And um, I think that part of the quarterback play is really what puts your team in a position to win. And in 2020, did did you have a moment where you're like, okay, I think I got, I, I can handle this. I think I, I'm ready for this. I think I got it. Um, was it in that emergency first start or was it some other time? I think it was uh, later on in the year. Um, there were a couple of times when, when we were playing the Raiders that you see the rotation of the safeties um, and you're able to kind of look off defenders. And, and I think that's when you really understand, you know, maybe, maybe you can play at this level and, um, it, things kind of slowed down during those plays, and obviously, I'd love for that to happen every single play, but it, it's not always going to go that way. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun this year. So you do. There was a time where okay, I I I was able to to do this sort of next level thing, um, and uh, sort of the pieces were were slowing down. You do have a, a recollection of something like that, huh? Yeah, exactly. And I remember coming off the sideline and, and talking to my coach about it because they were in a single high safety and, and we wanted it for too high safety and um you know i saw the rotation and i looked off the linebacker and i told i told the coaches i was pretty proud of that and um i think it was just one of those moments that i realized uh that uh, you know there's a possibility and, and that i can play at this level <sighs> and then what about a moment where you're like oh my god that was a very long sunday like i i, I don't know what what, what where, or i gotta go back to the drawing board a little bit is there one of those too yeah there were there were there were uh, a couple of those this year and i think the earliest one was probably um the Carolina game when I, I dropped back and I, I stayed too deep in my drop and I was at about 10 yards um, and Brian Burns just came around the edge and, and knocked the ball out and um, you just kind of have to live through that and, and learn through it and uh, you have to be a, better in the pocket and you have to have a feel for it and, and that's just one of those things that you know I really didn't do a whole lot at Oregon uh, so it's experience and it was definitely a teaching moment for me. Who hit you the hardest? What was the hardest hit you took in your offensive rookie of the year campaign? Um, It was the Kansas city game, the first game when I was running to the sideline um, and it was third and short and I thought I could get the first down and mm. I should have just gone out of bounds, but uh, I took a hit on from a linebacker and we both collided on the sideline. Um, and that, that kind of taught me maybe, maybe it's time to start sliding and running out of bounds. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take the hits to learn the hard way. Uh, all right, Justin, exactly. well, this is, this is a fun chat. Um, as always, uh, when you came on the last time you just gotten your hair cut by, your strength and conditioning coach, John Lott. I told you that was your rookie mistake, and that's the only rookie mistake you were allowed to make, and you'd be cool with that. I, I, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm looking at the photograph of you with your trophy, the Offensive Rookie of the Year trophy. I must admit, it's going in pretty well. It's not too shabby. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate that. And obviously, it was, it was a tough, tough couple of weeks with really short hair. Uh, but the best part about it is that it'll grow back, and uh, the long hair will come back. So 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So that is the plan. That is in the plan that the, yeah. the long hair is coming back. Yeah, that is the plan. Okay. Because right now, I mean, it, I, I got to tell you, it, it does already have the flow. It sits nicely. I, I don't know if uh, I should send a, a, an apology to John Lott. You know, I texted him, and he kind of gave me grief for saying what I said. Uh, maybe I should send him here in Los Angeles. You know, that can, that can be a very lucrative career. Here in Los Angeles. No, it's it's all good. He he understands it, and, and it was funny because we did it in the weight room, and, and so I thought that was perfect for the strength and conditioning coach to cut it in the weight room. Um, and so it was it was funny, and, and I thought we had to switch things up, so it worked out. Okay. Hey, Justin, uh, I asked your coach because you know NFL Network's moving into your building. Um, you know, if it's possible that I could, because uh, I asked him how the parking situation was. He said that with the Rams, they would just take the bus in. From I guess Thousand Oaks, he wouldn't even know what the parking situation. What about you? Um, is there is there a parking situation I should know about at SoFi before I start coming to work on Sundays? Um, we just normally park in this this lot out by the side, and then we kind of shovel in through golf carts. So if if you're going to go a route, that's that's a pretty nice route to go. Okay, all right. Uh, and on game days that uh, the Rams are playing, and I'm coming to work, uh, can I uh, park in the spot that says Jay Herbert? Can I do that? If I had a spot, you, you could take it. But I unfortunately don't have my own spot. What? What? How do you not have your own spot? Come on. What's going on? Come on. Are you serious? Maybe maybe that's something coming in the next couple of years. But I'm I'm all right with uh, with the spots. Uh, look, you are the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. And I know that you know uh, you have lived in Southern California enough to know that this is crucial. Parking is like that's the way of life <laughs> around here. Driving. High, high occupancy vehicle lane to be able to you know to do it by yourself and get to work on time. Come on, can I help? Can I help at all? What do you think? Yeah, honestly, that's a that's a great question because honestly, it might be tougher next year. Uh, yeah, maybe hopefully we have fans by that time, so maybe the parking lot will be a little more full. Correct, and we are coming. NFL Network is coming. That's hundreds of of employees. We're coming. It's going to be a log jam. You got to get on this. Okay. That's that. Uh, we'll have we'll have to be sure to do that. Okay, good, Justin. I just want to leave you in a better spot, and congratulations on getting the uh, impossible correct, which was Mike Del Tufo's poll question, <laughs> which I still don't understand. So, congratulations. Congrats, bud. You take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you, guys. Always okay. a pleasure. You, you're the man. Thanks. That's Justin Herbert. Everybody at Justin Herbert on uh, on Instagram. Los Angeles Chargers quarterback. How does he know in parking spot? I have no idea. Yeah, it's weird. There better be one that says eyes and comma R. I'll tell you that on Sunday. Oh no, you got one. You got a you got Dude, a building. Are you serious, Rich? Stop. Yeah, you I got mean, a parking Mike, garage. You have, Mike. No, you have no idea. Mike. Cave a garage. I know. I've been I know where that, I parked. I know where, the facility. I know where I parked yes. for shooting something for NFL honors last week. I know where I parked there. Where was that? Were you in the? It was in, the, in the aforementioned structure. Yeah, you, that you walk and you walk right into the building. Like literally, it was right there. You, you walk right in and there's the field. So, it's I, I will tell. I will tell you this. I mean, I will just say this. I will say this. The logistics that the NFL Network pulled off for the Super Bowl, the people who worked on getting people around in cars, and everybody to get there and go through the protocols and be healthy and safe, the human resources and the, and the, the talent, if you will, department, spectacular, spectacular, unbelievable. Not a single hitch in the giddy-up at a Super Bowl town in the middle of a pandemic, unbelievable. If we could only take that and apply it to the parking situation, 
as you know, Christopher, you have not been there. It's been as a while. you know, it's been, it's been how long? How long ago was it where everybody at NFL Network said, "Don't let that door hit you on the Brockman ass on the way out"? How long has that been? That's a misrepresentation. It of is the not. Fact, I don't believe so. I think it's somewhat accurate. But how how long has it been? Like, uh, it's been six and a half years. How long has it been since the, the you? Oh, no, I was left? asked to come back actually. Oh, Mike, when I first how left. long Just has play it been? Along. How long has along. it been since you've been to the NFL Network? <laughs> Seven, okay. 13. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. Is it really bad now? Oh. I hear there's shuttles and stuff. But Justin Herbert, how does he not have a spot? Come guy on should, now. Guy should be on billboards. You know like, what's funny on. about what that hit he took? I tweeted that. I tweeted a gif of that hit the day, like the second after. I was like, yeah. Justin Herbert's a big dude, but yeah. he needs to avoid hits like this. He got crushed and then hopped up before the guy that hit him. Yeah. It was, I'll retweet the gif now. Right. It, yeah, it's just funny that that was the hit that he brought up. All right. 844-204-RICH is the uh, number to dial. David Keckner is our next guest. We'll have a fun time with him. I have, before we get out of Dodge today, a uh, Super Bowl 55 stat that just got confirmed by NFL Research that I have not heard anywhere else. Ooh. That's coming up. David Keckner, the very funny and talented man and Chiefs fan. We'll, we'll give him a verbal hug when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I tried to explain to my eight-year-old the other day about what an encyclopedia was. Why? You know what? I sold encyclopedias for one week in Kansas Get City. out of here. I swear to you. I, 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 you went door-to-door? Uh, door? David door. Keckner was a door-to-door yeah. encyclopedia salesman in Kansas City. Yes. I, I came. I uh, After my sophomore year in college, I decided I'm not going back to Tipton, Missouri, where I'm 
from 2,000 yes. people. I'm going to go to Kansas City where I get some buddies there from yeah. I met from college. My dad said, okay, well, you have to have X number of dollars saved yes. before you go back to school. Yes. Because I'm not just, you know, paying for everything. So I had a series of jobs, one selling cable, one selling encyclopedias, one selling Circus Delight ice cream, none of which panned out. I what? just had job after job. How many encyclopedias did you sell? None. Zero. There was a 10-page script. You had to go into yes. people's houses, and it yes. was a takeaway script. Yes. Do you believe education is important? Yes, of course I well, do. Great, so do I. It was just page <laughs> and page of that. There's a takeaway. Well, I'm not sure you're really committed to your children if you don't believe blah, 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 blah. We used to get dropped off in the neighborhoods at like 1045 at night. Yeah. And, and ring the bell? Ring the bell. We had oh. cops call on us. I'm like, I don't think this job is the right one. Well, David, if uh, not to top you, as you topped me at the very Doesn't beginning matter. of We're this conversation. There's okay. no topping. There's forever. Only, there's forever. Only, forever. There's only communion. Okay, okay yes. so here, so uh, I... This is my favorite story, by the way. One of my first jobs I ever had was cold calling Brooklyn and Staten Island residents for the New York Post at Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and the language I heard, yeah, it, it's not even safe for certain types of work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I could not, and I would sell uh, eventually the newspaper to people who hardly spoke English, oh. and it was terrible. I they felt thought they had to take it. I felt that I don't even think they knew what the hell the New York Post was. Right. But I mean, at eight in the morning on a Saturday, just call people up. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, what would be, are, 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 do you have? Do you, do you subscribe to the New York Post? No, I do not. Like, what would you like? I mean, it was terrible. Man. Oh my gosh! And then terrible. halfway after a minute, they're like, who is this? I know. What? What? Do you remember the pitch at all? Oh, it was just, yeah. I mean, you know, how would you like to get the most New York or something stupid like that? Or But at 8 a.m., a, a lot of people don't pick up. No. Or if they do, they're just really... They're not interested in, uh, in subscribing yeah. to a newspaper. Confused and then irate. So did you, so did you get, you didn't even get close to selling no. encyclopedia? No, oh. no, 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 not even close. I mean, Even I, with I'll that opening line of, do you care about education? Is education, do, yeah, it, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, could, I could, I only memorized the first page. Uh -huh. So had I gotten to a sale, I would not have known what to do. It's fantastic. God, I love David Keckner, and I'm not saying that just because I believe he's on hold and we're about to bring him in, because the radio audience is about to join us. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for the entire Almost seven-year history library of us of uh, of this show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network and also on Peacock, which is the exclusive home of The Office, by the way. Uh, every single episode right here on Peacock. When we are done, whatever you want to do, you can check out The Office. Uh, all the episodes um, are, are for your viewing. And the man who plays Todd Packer for all those years in The Office uh, and our great friend back here on the Rich Eisen Show in his new film, The Right One, available now in select theaters on digital and demand on Blu-ray and DVD. There's really no way that you can avoid checking out David Keckner in The Right One. How are you, David? I'm great. How are you? Better for talking to you. How? I mean, yes. So, so I mean, you know, I, it, this is what I I say to to friends whose team just suffered um, inglorious defeat in in the championship. Yeah. Um, this is how I'll start. How are you? You know what I mean? Like, you just change the inflection a little bit. Like, how are you? You know? Or, and then I'll just leave the door open to see where, um, where you go from that, David. Dis disappointed, obviously. Mm -hmm. Understanding, um, secondly. But even feeling, you know, less hurt having won it last year. I mean, as, you, as everyone knows, it had been 50 years since our last win. Mm -hmm. And without that under your belt, this would have been... <clears throat> 
completely crushing. <clears throat> it was so surprising, and I didn't know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't investigate enough to figure out what had gone wrong early. Uh, and you can tell me, because you've got all the experts, it really had to do with the offensive line, and I'm not taking credit away from Tampa Bay, but clearly the team that played last Sunday was not the team that played all year. Well, I don't think the team that played last Sunday is a team that I've seen uh, on the field with Mahomes in all three of his years yeah. as a starter. I mean, it was so jarring to see yeah. to see so much go wrong. I mean, it was that was really off-putting to say the least. It was. Uh, it was like, where's what? What happened? What happened to our team? So I know you know the whole offensive line got rearranged. One of the guys had not started all year, right? Yeah, no. Look, you know who the expert is on this. You know who to call. You know who to call. You know who's the offensive line, Kansas City offensive line expert. Who's the one who got the entire offensive line to show up to Big Slick? Stone Street. Yes, <laughs> but believe me, I reached out to him. I'm like, what do you think? And he, you know, he was he was quietly confident, um, but he was also oh. genuinely concerned. You know, because he knows that uh, you know trying to yeah. put some trying to put that line together, you know, yeah. in two weeks is not going to be easy. Let alone against it's the Bucks. Not, it, it, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. Clearly, we couldn't do it. I, I just thought we were sluggish. We were flat. Even the offense, even beyond the offensive line, everyone seemed flat. Mm-hmm. And you tell me, because you've got the years of experience, Thank having you, an organizational mishap. Before such no a big game, do you, do you do you think that really no. affects the whole organization? Look, I mean, uh, you know, and you're you're referring to uh, again what happened with Andy, Andy Reid's son sure. and Britt Reid, and you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what your profession is, and no matter how focused you might be on the task at hand, your son has put a child in the hospital in, a, in an accident that involves. Yeah. Uh, you know, alcohol, and you are allegedly, yep. you know, and and you know, and Andy Reid is one of the best humans that you've that you've ever met. He can't be, he can't be all there. I mean, that's a fact. Nope. You know what I mean? So you uh, put it and all I together. What it does to the whole organization. You remember years ago? I forget what year it was. The first time Atlanta had ever been in a Super Bowl, and I forget the the quarterback's name had been out and got arrested for solicitation. Right. Yeah, you're talking about Eugene Robinson and Barrett Robinson. Yeah. Those were in a Falcon and a, and a Raider, respectively. Uh, right before, mm-hmm. yeah, the Raiders against the uh, the Bucks. Uh, right. uh, in that first Buccaneers Super Bowl, when Barrett Robinson went to Mexico the night before, he was the starting center. I mean, that's insane. Oh, that's what it was. It was a center. Yes, and then Eugene Robinson, he won the Man of the Year award, and then got arrested the night before the Super Bowl as well. So, and then yes, you, you know, I thought, well, that that game's over before it began. It's entirely possible, but you know, where did you watch the game? Where did you watch the Super Bowl? At my house. Okay. Yeah, I didn't travel. I was just in my house with my family, and uh, you know, anticipating a great game, and then right away it wasn't, and. Um, Boy, that was tough. Uh, you know, it's like, wait, wait, we got three? Okay, we got three. I'm happy about it. And, you know, uh, uh, Steve um, Young said at the end of the game, he said, if you're kicking field goals, you're losing. Yeah. You know, David, I, I, I totally agree with that, but um, I got to just call you out if you don't mind. I mean, we, we go way back, David. I just got to call you out. Yes. That's, that's the wrong network to watch after a game, uh, David. <laughs> you know? I was... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, it's okay if you, I was you know, to have choices. You. It's I okay. I was watching you all morning before the game. 
until they cut the coverage to greatest Super Bowls. Then I went over to Channel Two, okay. and then I will say, right. I didn't leave. I was too depressed to even, to even. Oh, you know what? The NFL afterward didn't they have just uh, graphics? No, no, that's okay, David. I wasn't on no, afterwards. I went back and forth. I, it's okay. I did. It's all right. But at some well, it may, may have been later after the game. I think I just kind of walked away and left it on the channel and just walked around. And you know what? I know I got on the phone with several friends, and we were doing our own uh, dissection of what happened. No, and, it's, uh, uh, David, it's okay. You were disoriented. You didn't think <laughs> that the Chiefs would be held without a touchdown. I understand that you were just, it was out of body, and so you just made a wrong choice, and that's okay. I did. It's okay. But I just and had to point I, that out. Know, like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, they, they, in, in uh, the ancient Greek, yes. to, sin, <laughs> to sin means to miss the mark. And so in, in that, it's an archer's term. It's an archer's term. It's yes. a sin. You miss the mark. So guess what? Readjust. Try better next time. That's it. Super Bowl I 56 sin. is just around the corner, David. You never, you know what I mean? Like, so you'll know. You'll know. You'll know that there's, you know. You were wearing a blue pinstripe suit. A deep blue pinstripe yes. suit. Uh, no, uh, no, I... <laughs> you don't have to say that. If you just, oh, I totally trust that you watch the pregame show. I totally trust and that you do know that we were we we did leave about fifty minutes before kickoff and did put on alternate programming on. You're 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 okay. you're a good friend. I just needed to just I just I'm sorry. It was sort of a knee jerk reaction right there. You know, you know what? <laughs> and friends can get through those things because I, you don't hold a resentment. I'm not going to hold a resentment. Those are the things that kill a marriage. And as far as I'm concerned, you're the closest thing I have to a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> David Keckner here on the Rich Eisen Show, and just to see that there's not a problem between the two of us, let's talk about your new project, David. Let's talk. <laughs> what do you got? What do you tell, tell me? Tell, tell me about the right one. Tell me about it. The right one is the right movie for the week. We know that we're coming up on Valentine's Day this Sunday. And what better way to prepare than watching a romantic comedy yes. starring Nick Thune yes. and Cleopatra Coleman? If there ever was a great name for a leading lady, I, I think it's hard to best Cleopatra. She is lovely and talented, and uh, her, her uh, on-screen partner, Nick Thune, is funny and smart and I guess handsome. I don't. I don't weigh in on those things. I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. I just. I. I really don't know. Yeah, just you have to stay in your lane. Measure. I understand exactly. Yeah, I understand. Exactly. Um, I assume if you're the lead, you're probably good looking. Yes. So, anyway, Nick's very funny. I've known him for years. He's a stand-up. Uh, I believe this is his first starring role. Mm. And I was doing. What was he doing? I was doing Bless This Mess, the television show. And he called and said, hey, "Listen, Ken Mock wrote and is directing this movie. He wants you on." And I said, "Well." I'm doing the show. I can't do it. And he said, we can probably shoot you out over a weekend. I'm like, well, okay. So then I flew up, uh, did all my stuff over the weekend, and then flew back to the television show. So who don't want to shoot a movie, right, Rich? Of course. And you are also a good friend. There, there, yes. there is an I and David, but you're a team player. Yes. You're here promoting it. <laughs> you're promoting it. You're, doing, you're going the extra mile. You're, yeah. you're taking I'll Water. You're taking time out of your work. Like, you could have ducked me. You could have ducked me, you know. Cause, no. Because, no, no, no. Listen, you could have called into Steve Young's show if he had one and made oh. made that call. Oh, 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 oh. I should get past it. I'm sorry. No, but you're you're taking time here. You're taking time out of your Wednesday after. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
So it's it's a fun movie. Uh, yes. uh, uh, Nick plays a bunch of different characters. I play uh, a boss. Uh, not not breaking new ground here, folks. For Keckner, you're going to go. Yep, that's what he does. And so, <laughs> but it was fun, and uh, you know, like that. Uh, I get to do a press tour. I get to talk to you. Uh, we get Love to talk it. some cheese. So I'm 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 very excited. And I, again, not to correct you again, Nick Thune has had a starring role before, and it's because really? we put him on the mound in Safeco. Uh, up in his beloved Seattle, uh, uh-huh. he he talked. He came on the show years ago. Talked about how he would love to throw out a first pitch with the Mariners. He's knocked on their door. They haven't basically let him do it. We did it for him. He got up wow. there. He showed up in like a full baseball uniform, stirrups and everything, and he fired a strike, sir. He had a did big he? yes. Nick Thune had a big moment. Yes, wow, that's a fact. So he was a huge. He was a huge fan of baseball. He is a, a he is a diehard Seattle sports fan, like okay. out of okay. his mind about it. Wow, yes. wow, wow, wow. Okay, well, good for him. I'm yeah. glad he got. I'm glad he got to throw that pitch. He did. Um, he did. So we know him. He's a good dude. You're right. He is, he a, is a good dude. He's, he's very funny. Excellent. I like him. So I'm glad he got this opportunity for this pitch. And we'll see if he uh, he uh, comes up with a strike or a home run this week. <laughs> David Keckner here on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple things here. Uh, since we last spoke, um, the we had the director uh, of Batman um, and uh, and Tenet on for many of the you know Dark Nolan, Knight. Christopher yeah, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. I asked him what his remote drop movie was. And he had never heard the term remote drop before. And I had to explain to him, it's like no matter where you see the film on your television set, you have to drop the remote and watch it to the conclusion. Ah, Would you guess which... I asked him what his remote drop movie was, and he said Talladega Nights. No shit. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. That is the appropriate reaction. That is the appropriate reaction. Yes. That's what he said. uh, That would not have been... Yeah, I, I assume since you were bringing it up to me that it was going to be a picture that I was in. Yeah, um, you're not. Wow. In, you're not in Talladega Nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, no, but when, yeah. You were, when you were leading there, I was trying to think of what movie that I'm in that he might like. Would that have been and, one of uh, the last ones? <laughs> that would have been not not. That would have been among the bottom. Well, I guess I don't know. I've been in quite a few. So at bottom bottom twenty. Yeah, and he, he said. It was Ricky, the the ballad of Ricky Bobby, Talladega wow. Nights, is what he said. And we, you could have That's... knocked us over with a feather. And he even, yeah. he, he even said that if you're not first, you're lost, like with his English accent, like he was James Bond. It was oh, phenomenal. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You never know who you're going you're gonna to impress, David. Never, yeah. ever know. You know you know it's true? Years ago, I was um, uh, up for, I guess, some online Nike ad, and I didn't even know it. Right. Um. They were, I know it was. So they, the director told me the story. They were considering four or five actors, and um, he wasn't quite sure who he wanted to go with. And he happened to be in the middle of, this is when there were DVDs, watching uh, season three or four, I forget what it was, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. And I pop on the screen as Joseph in one of the uh, episodes, and he goes, oh, my God, that guy. And it's so interesting how things happen like that. That's how I got that job, because he had watched it before, saw it again, and go, oh, my God, I like that guy. Yes, let's let's cast that guy. So, so who knows? Look out, um, man. Move I over guess. Michael Caine. Here comes David Koechner in the next Christopher Thank Nolan you. movie. Here, you, you got it, Mike? Go ahead. If you ain't first, you're last. There it is. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's fantastic. awesome. It's fantastic. It, it, yeah, you, you, you never know what little thing nudges your opportunity one way or the other. Uh, you know, some people, I guess it is networking. I'm not, and I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not in my nature to go and make sure I'm at all kinds of events where, you know, you, you glad hand people. That's fine. Interesting that I'm a, I was a poli sci major, yet I, that doesn't seem to be in my blood. But, um, yeah, I guess my, my, my strategy is to be in so many things, I'm, uh, they're not going to miss me. Well, now, uh, you know, we're on NBC Sports on Peacock. Peacock's the new exclusive home of The Office. What's your favorite office that you were in, uh, David? What's your favorite uh, one? Fa- oh, gosh darn it. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. That's my alarm going off to remind me that I'm doing your show. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no worries. Um, well done. <laughs> Seriously, you got, this um, thing, you got this thing wired, David. You got this thing wired. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's hard to say. You know the one the first one was so much fun, and it was only the first season was only six episodes, and they were having trouble casting that role. And um, I was up in Canada shooting snakes on the plane. Thank you very much. You're all welcome. Um, <laughs> and so I guess they they shot a lot of that episode, and they knew they had to go back to it. And Carell said to Greg Daniels, "How about Keckner?" And so that's how I got the job. And so I went in there, and I didn't give it any, I, no, I gave it thought as an actor, but you don't think about and you consider the grace of things like that that turn into something huge. A simple suggestion from a friend who says him, they give you the job, and there's a certain freedom, Rich, when they give you a job, you go, it's mine, I'm going to play it how I want to play it. <laughs> Rather than oftentimes if you're auditioning, you know, it should be the same attitude which is, I'm going to play it how I want to play it. But you do spend a healthy amount of time thinking, I wonder what they're looking for. I hope I'm doing it how they want it, which doesn't serve you. But when they give it to you, it's yours. So you just get to go play. And so that was so much fun. And, you know, the character's just an awful human. And the fun part of that is he says things that you could never say to another human being without getting punched in the face. So that's the delight and joy of that thing. So I, I hearken back to the first one being among my favorites. The first one. So basically what you're saying is Champ Kind led to Todd Packer, is what you're saying in a way. Um, well, see, I'd known Steve in a way, yes. Okay. Because had I not done um, Anchorman, I probably wouldn't have had the uh, Hollywood weight to just be offered the role. <laughs> yes. Although, you know, I'd known Steve since 91, but then I might not have been on other person's radars had that film success not uh not been so prominent. Ninety one. When how did you meet him then? How did you guys come across? It's in second second, second city. Yeah, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how many people just go back to Second City. Colbert too, right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Was he there with yep. you too? They were they were, the, they were in the same company, uh Colbert and Carell. And remember though they did those hilarious FedEx commercials for a couple oh, couple runs. Gosh. And uh they kind of popped on those because they were so funny and they've got such a great uh chemistry. And they, like that, they had worked, they had done several main stage shows at Second City, so they'd worked together for several years. And then I forget if they were both on the Daily Show at that time. Uh, I can't remember, Maybe. but wow. Um, and then of course you, that may have been pre Daily Show, but anyway. And then of course you've pulled on a very uh, close relationship to appear in TikTok videos these days too. Uh, correct, <laughs> David? How old are your How old are your kids now? <laughs> 12 they are 12 okay. soon to be 10 and 7 and there are there are tiktok there's a new tiktok account for my two dogs in my house okay 
So that's what's going on. So my daughter has my daughter has pulled me in judiciously mm-hmm. several times to do participate <laughs> in those with her. And it's interesting to me that you know she she's not ravenous about it. They all love it, and there's I you know there's a, a psychological. I think they they've done some studies of why people love TikTok so much because it's just you're refreshing the whole thing. I think it's a constant stream of dopamine. But um, <laughs> so she, every once in a while she goes, Dad, we're going to do a TikTok. Okay, you ready? And you know I love how we we'll have to shoot them three or four times because my performance isn't good enough. But uh, those are always a delight, and then she'll give me the updates of how many views they have, ah. and how many likes, and how many comments, and all that stuff. So, so is it dance moves? Is that is that the what we've determined is most popular for you and your daughter's I, I TikTok? Don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think I've done three. I can't remember. I know one was a uh, uh, one was a recreation of a scene from Clueless. Okay. One was some recreation of a dinner party. From the Kardashians, and one was some uh, trending dance moves and song. My, my moves are very limited, so <laughs> that would be within the parameters of what I could uh, what I could do. So um, basically, you're doing the TikTok because your daughter. You get to do something with your daughter, and if if you ain't if you ain't, if you ain't first, you're last in that whole situation. Pretty much, <laughs> you're last. This I um, love it, man. Hey. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, then I will get contacted by other people wanting to do TikTok collaborations. It's a slippery slope. No, no, no. It's a slippery slope. No, Be careful like, is what yeah, I'm saying. Like, no. Have you done some with your kids? I have yet to do that, um, but uh, I have yet to be asked, uh, but I will serve <laughs> if asked. I will do it. Um, and yeah, but, you know, and luckily it's not a, it's not a frequent thing. It's very infrequent. Well, I, I, look, fo- so, I look forward to it. I look forward to yeah. seeing more of it. I'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, the right isn't there an old person's one now? Isn't is is is, is Clubhouse the old person? No, you got to get on the old Clubhouse. I, I, Stone Street joined oh, uh, one that I did over the weekend out of the blue, which is the first one okay, I, we right. the first one we ever did. We 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 kind of like Thelma and Louise. We grabbed each other's hands and we 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 oh, floored it funny. on the Clubhouse. If you ain't first, you lost. Thank you very much. Well done. <laughs> you lost. Thank you. Uh, was the, he down in Was he down in Tampa? No, he was not. He was just he was at home and just like sheltered down and getting ready for the big game and and I got I got as soon as it was twenty one to six I got a one word text from him Welp oh. it was said Welp W E L P yeah. that was it so I know that myself and him and Riggle and uh, Sedakis and Rudd were on a, a group text together oh. and uh, at one point he said Okay let's focus on the game guys. <laughs> I love that. He's just like he, uh, he, he's that guy, man. Just gotta. He's, it, it's the Super Bowl. Uh, the right. I blame him. Look, I was getting. There was a, a twenty-person dad text from one of my kids' schools <laughs> trying to set up a uh, uh, a squares board. And I'm like, and they kept, you know, saying you're in kick. And I'm like, I'm not in. <laughs> I don't want to wish for a number. I'm watching the game. I'm focusing on the game. I don't want strips. I don't want pools. I don't want nothing. I'm rooting. That's it. 
Thanks for the call. The right one currently available in th- uh, select theaters on digital and demand on Blu-ray and DVD. Thank you for the call. I always love chatting. And by the way, uh, a new, Chris Brockman, write it down for next year as a possibility for uh, fantasy football. Constant stream of dopamine. I love that <laughs> as a team name. Nice. I, I think I, I wrote that one down when you threw that one out, David. Thank you. Um, well, I'll, I'll leave with this, and I hope it's not too soon to say Yes, I adore you. Right back at you. Thank you for the call. Okay, baby. You're right. Hey, buddy. The one and only David Kegner. The Adoration, <laughs> Mutual Adoration Society, even though he's like, so I'm watching uh, ESPN. <laughs> well, no, he just said Steve uh, Young. But I heard something else. You know what I mean? Should have asked him for the poll question. Which comedian has Mike Del Tufo not seen in person? 844-204, which is the number. We're back in a second. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is a letter written in March of 1998 to Colts owner Jim Ursay, who at the time, a month away in the draft, a decision between you and Peyton Manning. Right. It's from Hunter S. Thompson. (laughs) Oh, dear James. Dear James. Dear James, in response to your addled request for a quick $30 million loan to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But the Leaf Boy is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left OT for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. (laughs) Okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this Depp movie comes out. Your faithful consultant, Hunter, and it's signed HST. The absurdity of the fact that A, Hunter S. Thompson knew who I was, and B, that he was he was trying to persuade Mr. Ursay to draft me instead was just comical. And tw- not to see it for 20 years, how does it, it just, it's just nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Right. I called John Walsh of ESPN. It's a thousand percent real. Wow. And Hunter S. Thompson was a huge NFL fan and obviously had an opinion on, on the 1998 draft. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, I think now that we know that a lot of people had an opinion on the 1998 <laughs> NFL draft. This is amazing. Isn't that amazing? I love that line is that you don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. <laughs> the irony of all this, this right? The irony true. of this, he would go on and play, start the most consecutive games of anybody, <laughs> and I would be injured going into year two and miss the entire oh, season. God. So we're just, just reminding people. Strong of, underlined. Yes, yeah, strong. Fun stuff, fun stuff. A lot of mention of Eric Stone Street. You can check him out and the rest of the Modern Family family right here on Peacock. Every episode of Modern Family from every season can be seen right here. Streaming now on Peacock. And Ed O'Neill appearing on this screen caused us to stroll down memory lane with him yesterday, which led to the fantastic posting that we call your attention to at Rich Eisen Show of T.J. Jefferson having a chit-chat with Ed O'Neill in our green room back in the day from a couple years ago doing the Booty Time song from Ford Fairlane, which brought up (laughs) the whole concept of uh, Andrew Dice Clay, which brought up the whole concept of Mike Del Tufo talking about comedians that he's seen in person, which led to the Bat Guano insane um, posting of his uh, on his Twitter feed at Michael Del Tufo of which comedian that he posted in a four comedian poll has he not seen in person we're back here on the rich eisen show radio network and there's a lot of um housekeeping to do uh before we beat it on down the line in about six minutes time first things first i told you i was going to tell you this statistic um that nfl network has confirmed nfl research the buccaneers became the first super bowl team in history to have every point scored in a game by players not on the team in the previous season. Gronk, Fournette, Antonio Brown, all, all with Tom Brady. Not a single point put on the board by a player on the team in the previous season. How about that? All of them, except for Brady, are free agents next year. So if Brown, Gronk, and Fournette somehow all depart, which won't happen, but if they do... No Super Bowl team has ever had every point scored by players. Uh, no Super Bowl teams have ever scored scored by players who then depart the next year too. So I don't think that'll be set. But how about them apples right there, baby? NFL Research. Follow them at NFL Research on Twitter. What is the poll question? Uh, housekeeping you have over there, Christopher? Okay, the poll today based on Lynn Sanity's debut back in 2012. We spun at NFL. Who's the greatest NFL one-hit wonder? Peyton Hillis, guys. Went to the cover Madden, 39%. David Tyree, of course, the helmet catch, 32%. Tebow time, 22%. And Larry Brown, 7%. Alan Dallas, let's sneak you in real quick here. How you been, Al? Little boy blue, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good for good Andrew Dice. Hey, careful. Careful. You can't, it's it's oh, very oh, difficult to quote oh, Andrew Dice Clay as much as. It's not my first time. It's not my first time. Nice. Uh, you know, I was going to call up and say Jeff Hosteller was the biggest one hit wonder, but did Timothy Smith in the, land, in the landslide for the Redskins. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but Hosteller's I mean, not a bad one, Al. That's not a bad one. I mean, one. he really did nothing after he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he did go to the Raiders. He did Raiders, go to the Raiders. And, yep. uh, and and play a little bit, but no, Timothy Smith in the land. I mean, I totally forgot about him, and then you're researching it, and he totally, totally is the one hit uh, is the one hit wonder. Uh, you know, w- wonderful, wonderful shows going into the Super Bowl, Rich. I know it's your time Thank here. You. you guys wish you were down in Tampa, uh, you know, rocking out doing your thing. But you guys have done a great job, and the and the uh, 
it's all good. But Thank you, Al. Too far. You have some set. Some. <laughs> Thank you. But, but I love you. Thanks, Al. Love you, Alan Dallas, That's everybody. Right. Well Al. done. Do we have some responses, Chris? We had some responses to Mike Del Tufo's uh, poll questioning. Do we have that? Oh, yeah. A couple of our faithful listeners called yeah. in. What do you got? We can start with Johnny Velez if you got this, uh, Don. He threw oh. out, fellas, you know, I got a poll that I want to put out. Tell yeah. me what you think. Yeah. Which of my grocery checkers is the most efficient? <laughs> Ted from Albertsons. Okay. Alice from Safeway. This is exactly the point. Beatrice from Walgreens or Joe from Costco. It makes exactly, that's exactly the point. Yeah. You got another one? Somebody that's else exactly chimed the in? Point. Yeah, and then someone else, uh, Christian Lott, yeah. uh, <laughs> had a picture of, of Del Tufo's <laughs> face staring off into the abyss. And Del Tufo, a year from now, asking the Twitter world the question he asked Justin Herbert once. Which famous celeb did I defeat in a talent show? Which comedian did I not see? Who took a bite out of my hat, and does Steve Harvey know who the hell I am? <laughs> that is some next-level Rich Eisen show Keep them coming. knowledge. You're on the mind, baby. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> the more they talk about oh my you. Gosh. I love it. Speaking of another one-hit wonder, what about Matt Flynn? You know, yeah, the guy had... I, I know, but he never really... I mean, what did he do? Except he, he threw six touchdowns, which got him a hundred million dollars con- like but not contract. Not up there. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, though. and then I he threw seventeen for his entire career, so he had six in one game. I don't know if we're able to turn this video around in time for the end of the show, but uh, as you know, in parades, when the Lombardi Trophy's held up on a bus, right, and you could see it go from bus to bus to bus, you know, people are standing up on a on the top and they're holding the trophy, at least you know when it goes from bus to bus, somebody just grabs it and walks it to the next bus and whatever. But what happens when you're on a boat? How do you get the Lombardi trophy from one boat to the other? Oh, I know. Well, there's video out there, um, and you'll see it. <laughs> Tom Brady takes it and underhand flips it. Oh, here, <laughs> here it goes. Here it goes. Here it is. Look at this. Look at that. I mean, Brady is. Scotty Miller, who I mean, if you're, if you're basically going to put the Lombardi trophy in somebody's hands over the water, that's an excellent. I mean, he's a guy you. Can I see that one more time? I mean, that is unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. To take the Lombardi trophy <laughs> and just Chuck like, it. you got it, you got it, you're going to get it. Oh, he chucks it like Look at 25 Tom. feet. There we go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Would you trust me on the other boat? No. No. <laughs> If you look at his daughter, she's sitting there like, oh, dad. <laughs> but when it's just like, hey, they got six more where that came from. You know, if this one winds up, who go, who's going to go? That thing's going to sink, right? That's not a, that's, oh, that no, doesn't that's float. going to the bottom of that, that water if that hits the water. The Lombardi Trophy is it's heavy. heavy. I know. It's hollow. It's heavy. You know how many people are immediately diving in after that if that touched the water? Oh, though? man. Uh, it's not that amazing. That is unbelievable. That's amazing. I, mean, <laughs> I can't wait for, for Brady saying, which trophy out of these four have I never thrown from boat to boat? That's going to be a hell of a poll question at Tom Brady one day. The only good thing is it wouldn't get dinged. Would that be better than Mike's Joe poll? Banner, Kyle Brandt, Justin Herbert, David uh, Kettner. I want to appreciate them stopping by. Tomorrow's show, because I'm going home to do this right now, a Zoom with Sap, Brooks, and Lynch together. Brother for another coming up on Peacock. Peacock.